Life Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Jeremy Bowie. This outreach is designed to encourage, empower, and equip you in your walk of faith with the Lord. I hope that you join us as we journey and explore the word of the Lord together. In this message today, I talk a little bit about how God uses those painful places to promote us to where he wants us to be. Even though we don't enjoy it, we don't like it, the reality is pain works good in the life of the believer. We just have to hang on in there and to trust that God knows what's best for us. This message comes from the writing of Hebrews, chapter number 12. I pray that it's a blessing to your life. Let's go in and explore the word of the Lord together. That's already in progress. Hebrews chapter number 12. And I want to pitch my tent by verse number two. And for those of you who've been with us for the month of March, you know that we've been in the series entitled The Wait Is Over. Just look at what they would say, the wait is over. Hebrews chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse number 2. When you get there, let it be known by saying, I'm there. Hear me the reading of the word of God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and did sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. You may be seated in the presence of our God. And beloved, when the time has been long to me, I want to tag the text and preach of the spiritual guide in this order line. I want to preach for a moment. Promotion, the other side of pain. Promotion, the other side of pain. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's another side to your pain. No, that was the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, oh, there's another side to your pain. Put those hands together. Last Sunday morning, I came across a sermon that was written by the late Reverend William Sloan Coffin Jr., who was chaplain at Yale University and was pastor of the well-renowned Riverside Church in New York City. Having worked for the CIA and within the world of higher academia, Reverend Sloan, who was a freedom writer and a supporter of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and was a proponent of civil disobedience during the Vietnam conflict, he understood that from his words that faith is not believing without proof but faith is trusting without reservation. That ultimately to be a follower in the way of Christ, 
we have to rid ourselves of the notion that faith in God is a golden ticket to the pie in the sky and to a life of ease on the earth. And perhaps no greater testimony of this can be found in looking at very than Reverend Coffin's very own life. Because in the year 1983, he penned the sermon entitled, A Eulogy for Alex. For 10 days before he had mounted the pulpit of the Riverside Church, his very year dear son, Alex, drove himself off of a bridge during the terrible storm and was killed in a horrific car accident at the age of 24 years old. And now with a broken heart and with questions on the compassion of God, Reverend Coffin had to stand before a congregation and the remains of his dear son. And he quoted this line from the end of Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms. He said, the world breaks everyone. Then some become strong at the broken places. And within this one line, Reverend Coffin exposed a crisis that each of us in the body of Christ experience. Because we have to resolve, how do I believe in God beyond my broken place? How do I, as a human, hold on to my faith in God, even when God doesn't protect me from the trials and the storms of life? How is it that I can come into the house of God and go from suffering to being strong? And I think this question has to be considered because in truth, when, when storms come into our lives, our first response is to seek pity. Look at somebody and say pity. We want somebody to have sympathy on us. We want to be soothed, we want to be stroked and satisfied. But the older that I get with God, the more I understand is that God doesn't allow storms in your life for you to wallow in your pity. But rather, God wants you to progress beyond your storm. That instead of settling for pity, God wants us not just to go to the storm, but he wants us to grow through the storm. And, and he doesn't simply want you to deal with it, but he wants you to draw strength from what you're going through. I'm going to be honest with you, that's not always easy because it means that I've got to resolve the idea in my mind that even though God could have stopped it from happening, he allowed it anyway. 
and, and many times we, we can't draw strength from what we're going through because we are always facing the fact that as the all-loving, all-powerful and ever-present God, that God was with you right by your side. He saw what was happening and let it happen anyway. That God knew how you would be affected. He knew the doubts that you would feel. He knew the scars that the pain would leave in your life. He knew the headaches and the sleepless nights that you would endure. He knew all of this, but he let the storm happen anyway. God help me here, but, but maturity teaches us that even when we don't understand the methods of God, we've got to praise God for his motives. So come by that one more time, boo, that even when I don't understand what God is doing, I have to be mature enough to praise God in any way because I know that whatever God is doing, he's doing it for my good. Oh, yes, he is. That even in my trial, that it's for my good. That even with my broken heart, it's somehow got to work out for my good. Even with this pig slip, and now I don't have my job, I still have to believe that God is working it out for my good. Because Paul would say, if he were here, that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and to them who are called according to his purposes. But this also must be interpreted in light of the wisdom saying of the Old Testament in Ecclesiastes where it says that better is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. Which means that if we put those two verses together, you understand that you can't always see how things are going to be better until the end of the thing. Uh -huh. Because God always works from your end to the beginning. See, we want to see the good at the beginning of the storm. We, we want to know the outcome when it first starts to rain in our lives. But God oftentimes will send you into a storm and will tell you just trust him. Oh yes, he will. That You may not know when, you may not know where, you may not know how long it's going to be. But the thing is, is that you've got to believe that I know that my God is going to see me through. Uh, because understand, beloved, we all have been in those places where we felt that we couldn't go any further. We all have been in those places where we felt that we were at the end of our rope, where the storm seems to rage forever. But the good news behind the text is that if I can press my way through the pain today, I will live in a place of promotion on tomorrow. Oh, you miss what I told you, that if I can just get through this, that I'm going through, that God's going to put me somewhere that I don't have to worry about this no more. And I just wonder, am I talking to anybody up in here who can testify if you just hang on a little while longer, if you just pray a little while longer, if you just give God praise a little while longer, he will fix it for you. See, see, the, remember the title of our series is The Wait Is Over. 
and, and many times we want to get rid of the weight but we don't want the responsibility of being faithful uh-huh that, that we want it to be where that we want the benefits without the burdens but you never going to move beyond those things that are standing in your way and blocking your path if you give up every time the road gets rough. You're never going to get to what God has for you if you're always ready to throw in the towel every time the winds begin to blow. That you got to make up in your mind that even when the storms are raging and even when my heart is broken, even when my doubts are growing, I've got to remember that the same God of the sun is the same God of the storm. And that in no matter what it looks like, one day my storm has got to come to an end. And I don't know what I'm talking to and I don't know what your business is but I came with a message from heaven to let you know that your storm is coming to an end. But you look at somebody saying it's about to come to an end. That you might have to cry right through here. You might have to fight right through here. You might have to struggle right through here. You might have a sleepless night right through here. You might have to hear something you don't want to hear the doctor say. But baby, be encouraged and lift up your head because on one day, your storm is going to end. Let me, let me show you this in the text. Because here in verse number two, the writer tells the believers, you've got to set your eyes on Jesus. Because Jesus is the example of a life well lived by faith. And here in the last clause of the verse, he shifts from the practical of fixing my eyes on Jesus to now giving me proof as to why Jesus deserves my focus. Because notice here, Jesus ought to be in your view because he understands what it means to go through pain and come out with power. God saved you right there. And, and that was a needed message. It was a needed message because culturally, the believers in the Hebrew church were having to endure the negativity of nasty, mean-spirited people. God help me up in here. That, that they were in a fight against the workings and the words of evil people. And just as Jesus had to go through his own storm, now the believers would have to go through a vicious attack of the enemy because of their belief in God. And so the writer says to them, no matter what you do, be faithful to what's going on around you. Be faithful in your confidence towards God because faith is not just about hope for your future, but faith also allows you to put up with nasty folk. And I done missed somebody already. Because a lot of times we get this thing mixed up and backwards because we come in the house of God and we want to testify about how good the Lord is. And yes, I've got God on my side. But do you not realize that you cannot expect more from God for your future if you don't have the power to put away folk in your presence? Talk about that, do it. Uh, because notice here, I can tell how strong your faith is by how do you deal with other people. Thank you, Lord. Because notice here, if you can't handle 
through an attack from folk, then your faith is not authentic. I'll do that one more time. You miss me. Uh, that, that if you cannot handle other folk talking about you, then maybe your faith is not real. God help me up in here because your faith ought to be strong enough that even when they lie on you and even when they talk about you and even when they mistreat you and even when they don't want to see you show up to church you can still walk up in there with your head high saying that this is the day that the Lord has made that I will rejoice and be glad in that you may not want to see me come but you don't understand that I'm not here for you and maybe you ain't here for me but I'm here because I'm your word of the Lord. So watch the text. The text says, the writer says, look, you got to endure because there's something better for you on the other side of your pain. And so let me show you just a couple things in the text and we can get out of here. If, if you're going to move from pain to promotion, if you're going to flip your coin over, then the question is, what must you understand? Three things you've got to understand. And here we go. First thing you need to understand, beloved, is that it's not about me. It's for somebody else. Look at somebody say it's for somebody else. Because first thing you need to understand is that the text says Jesus who for the joys set before him. And the principle behind the text is, is that the things that Christ went through involved him, but they did not impact him. Because understand that as a free agent, as, as the Theos Anthropos, he very easily could have accepted the earthly kingship. And he could have easily said, I don't want to do the cross. I'll just die an easy death. But Jesus rather chose to empty himself of his divinity and to lay down his life, not because of his sin, but because of the sins of the world. Uh-huh. And, and the idea is that many times, beloved, we can't receive what God wants for us on the other side of pain because we're too busy focusing on ourselves. You're not going to say amen, but I'll say amen for you. That we spend a lot of time asking, how do I feel? And we worry about our feelings. We worry about what we think. When in reality, baby, you need to understand it's not about you. It's about other people. It is our lack of spiritual maturity that causes us to focus only on the benefits we receive. Uh, uh, I'm only going to show up to sing my song. Uh, I'm going to show up to church on my Sunday to usher. I'm only going to church so I can count the money. 
See, see the thing you've got to understand, beloved, is that you are not in this for yourself. Watch this now, because somebody needs what you've been through. God, I thank you right there. Somebody needs to hear the story of how God brought you through hills and mountains. Somebody needs to hear how you were down on your luck and God came to your rescue. Somebody needs to hear how you were lost and on your way to hell, but Jesus reached out and grabbed you and put you on the right path. Somebody needs to hear how you were in the bed with Lottie, Dottie, and everybody, but God gave you a new chance and gave you a new shot. Somebody needs to hear your story. just by the blood you get victory by the story you tell because the Bible says that we overcome the devil not only by the blood of the lamb but by the word of our testimony that when we tell people of the goodness of God we find strength to keep on going uh -huh, because if my granddaddy was here he would say there ain't no secret to what God can do that what he's done for others he will do for you and sometimes you gotta keep your mouth open and let somebody know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side if it wasn't for grace and mercy I would be where I am I want you to hear this from me your storm may start with you but your story should not stay with you your storm may start with you but your story shouldn't stay with you because as a believer my delight ought to be to tell somebody of the goodness of God yes it is because notice here that Jesus could have avoided suffering but rather he put up with the suffering for the benefits of all and here as a believer it is the joys of that are coming before him that allows him to get through what he was going through because understand that as I lift up God in the words that I say God draws people unto himself and so now you understand why you went through some of the pain that you did that the pain is not always because of what you've done wrong sometimes the pain is for you to open up your mouth and testify to God so somebody can come to him yes God because if it were not for your pain then somebody would not be able to see God at work so you gotta look at somebody and say it's not about me but it's about you Second thing you need to understand, beloved, is that if you're going to go from pain to promotion, you've got to understand that people don't know the whole story. Look at somebody and say, you don't know the whole story. Because in the text it says that Jesus, Jesus despised the shame. 
and to understand that we've got to go back and look at what was the cross because the cross was like a lethal injection today it would be the electric chair of the late 90s and early 80s that it was the tool that was reserved for the worst of the worst and here we see in the text that criminals would be crucified out in the open outside of the city stripped naked and bare for everybody to see so that as people came in the city and left the city they could look up at the crucified one and shake their head in disgust because the purpose of being crucified was to show other folk what not to do but in the text we see that Jesus decides that he is going to disregard the shame of the cross. That even though I'm going to be exposed to everyone that passes by, even though they're going to laugh at me and shake their heads at me, and even though I've got to be embarrassed in front of my mother, my family, and my friends, that they're going to call me an outcast and a blasphemer, a leader of the sedition, but I'm still going to take the cross because no matter what people think about me, they don't know my whole story. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important because there comes a point in your life where you gotta stop worrying about what other people think. I wish I had a real church right there. Because let's be honest here, the opinions of other people are fickle. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. That the, the opinions of people are shady as the day is long. Oh, yes, it is. Because people will love you right now. Watch this. But as soon as you don't do what they want you to do, they're going to put you under the bus and run over you and back up. Watch this now. Because Jesus ignored what they were going to say. Because he understood that if I'm going to please my God, I got to turn off what they say and live my life to hear what he said. God, I thank you right there. You got to learn to ignore what they called you and learn to thank understood their opinions were not rooted in all the facts. See, the people were ashamed of Jesus based on what they knew. They won't 
celebrating Jesus for who he really was. Come on, buddy, one more time, buddy. They acting like they slow today. Folk want to hate on you because of what they think about you. But if they would really know the whole story, their opinions just might change. Uh-huh, because understand below that you don't live your life to satisfy what they think about you anyway. Because every tub gotta stand on its own body. And if you show up to Jesus, you don't want to hear him say, depart from me. I don't ever know you. But you want to hear him say, wow, that good and faithful servant, come on in and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. See, you gotta remember as a believer, God is the judge. Oh, come on here. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your problem is. But let me tell you something. God is the judge. If they don't like it, let them be okay with it. God is the judge. They might sit in the jury box, but they ain't my judge. Because at the end of my life, the judge had the final say, and not the jury in the box. So, you learn, you don't know all the story. You understand that, that it's not about me, it's about you. But lastly, if you're going to move from, from pain to promotion, you've got to understand I'm strong enough for this. I'm strong enough for this. Look at them and say, I'm strong enough for this. Because notice the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. And, and, and the focus here is not on the fact that he died, but rather it bespeaks of how Jesus died. Because Jesus, notice in the text, it says he endured the cross. Which is in the Greek literal, it's hupomone, which means that I stand up under the pressure of what I'm going through. It's, it's the idea that as a, as a soldier that I hold my ground and I fight to resist the enemy and tell the devil I'm just like a tree planted by the water. I ain't going nowhere. That, that I've, I've been walking with Jesus long enough to know that if I just hang on right through here, watch this, he's gonna come to my rescue. And so with every little faith that I got, I'm gonna hang on and see what the end is gonna be. Because notice here, Jesus does not take the vinegar mixed with gall, which would have deadened himself to the pain of the crucifixion, but rather he takes the cross as his cross that he says that every blow and every weight every pound 
I want to feel everything that I'm supposed to feel. Because if God has brought this into my life, then it can only mean that I'm strong enough to withstand what I'm going through. And so in the text, he says, I'm going to hold out until the end. Because Christ dies the death we could not die on our own. And he takes upon himself the shame that we could not have bared on our own. That he endures the cross and then says to us that if you want to come after me, you've got to show them your own cross. And I think that's important because notice, he says, I don't need you to try to redo what I've done. Because I've already died for the sins of the world. I don't need you walking around like you the Messiah on your way, coming back like a thief in the night. I don't need you acting like you so holy that nobody can tell you nothing. But I need you to shoulder up your cross. Because you can handle the load that I'm going through. But you can carry the load that's been made for you. Because understand that every one of us up in here, we have our own cross that we have to make. And the beauty of your cross is that your cross isn't my cross. And your cross is not mine. And my cross is not yours. But God has looked down through the telescope of time. And he knew exactly what I needed in order to get my prayer life up. And so, if I've got to shoulder what I'm going through, it's only because God in his wise providence has already understood that I've got enough inside of me to make it through what I'm going through. And I came to encourage somebody on the day and to let you know that you've got all that you need to get through what you're going through. Because you've got the word of God. You've got the anointing of God. You've got the Holy Spirit living down inside of you. You've got grace and mercy behind you. You've got a cloud of witnesses in front of you. And so in everything that you need, you've got it in the word of God. And so even when it gets rough and tough, and the going gets rough, and the heels get hard to climb, you keep on going with God, because on the other side of this, God got something with your name on. And I came to tell somebody that if you hang on in there, God's gonna turn it around for you. Because the Christian race is not about getting to the end, but it's about being faithful in the middle. That if I can just hang on with the Lord, He will come to my rescue. Because the Bible says that He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And why is that significant? Because the right hand was the place of honor. That the right hand was the place that was reserved for those who have done valiantly. And in the Bible text it says, not only did he sit down once, but he's always sitting down. Why is that important to it? Because it means that the cross he went through, he never had to go through no more. 
Thanks for listening in, and I pray that you are blessed by this message. If you would, would you take a moment and pray with me real quick? God, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for how you are using even those bad places in our lives to strengthen us and to make us to be what you would have us to be. God, we pray that you give us strength for the journey, courage for the uncertainties, and God, give us certainty to know that you're with us always. And we ask it all through Christ our Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you were blessed by this, please share this with others. You can also interact with us on Facebook, or you can contact us at 910-655-4298. You can also leave feedback through our podcast app, and we definitely appreciate that as well. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, let the word bless your life. Until next time, stay blessed.